Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We're a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. Hi, and welcome to The Living Room. My name's Jana, and today I'm joined with... Christy. Michelle. Jody, Heather. Kate. And we're going to talk about something that I call the Diamond Principle. And I'll tell you how I came up with this idea initially. It wasn't called that. It was an experience I had driving in the car. I was dropping off our son um, to visit a friend. And... I looked up and I saw this cliff and it was stunning. And the way the sunset and the clouds and the light bouncing off it was just incredible. And I sent up this silent prayer, Lord, how is it done? Mm-hmm. The answer just about devastated me. It was natural disasters. There'd been earthquakes <laughs> and all this horribleness that had created that beauty. And I thought about it and it was so sobering. And I thought... How many times in our life has something really painful or difficult brought something beautiful in its wake? Any ideas? I'm like childbirth. I know. <laughs> yes, right? right well, and yeah. from that, sometimes you yeah. experience the the hard postpartum depression. Yeah, you know, yeah. you have a baby. This is beautiful, yeah. but you also have this emotional kind of, you know, mm-hmm. valley. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so true. So there's lots of that. I think that happen. <clears throat> I just think of this surgery that I had and the the many years of infertility leading up to this beautiful baby boy that I got to have. But in all of those years, I mean, multiple surgeries, uh, 26 doctors telling me I'd never have a baby and this feeling weighing on me that I knew I needed to have one more baby. I felt him with me. I knew he was a boy. I, I knew it. And the beauty that he is now because of that. And what beauty, the beauty, I don't know, that strikes me, Christy, the beauty that would have come when you did then become pregnant with that little boy, and he was a little boy, and everything you knew to be so true that was so difficult, all of a sudden, the, right. you know, the beauty was in the answer, too. Right, and it was it was a so hard, true. it was a nine-month bed rest. <clears throat> it was the entire pregnancy on bed rest. I had to have shots two times a day in my stomach. I had to go to the perinatologist and you know, yeah. three times a month. It was a very difficult pregnancy and actually ended up, I ended up almost losing my life in the end, but knowing the whole, the whole time, how much I missed him. And the moment I found out I was pregnant, I didn't miss him anymore. It was like this huge weight was gone off of my shoulders and it made what I had to bear for the next, you know, 36 weeks bearable because of that weight being gone. But I wouldn't have had that joy had I not had those many years of sorrow over it. I think that's so beautiful, Christy. And I think that idea is where the diamond principle comes from. The diamond is the strongest and probably the most beautiful substance we know on earth. And who would have thought that its origins are 
carbon and this intense heat and intense pressure. And carbon is black. Yeah. To and get a ugly. beautiful crystal <laughs> out of it. Yeah. It's well organized carbon, but it's carbon. And I think that really is a metaphor for our souls. That pressure and the intense times that we go through really do turn us into something beautiful that reveals its sparkle and shine. And I'm going to tell you a little story that really revealed this to me. When um, one December I was walking with my friend on a ritual morning walk and I said, I think I'm broken. And I really was feeling that so to the depths of my soul. It was two months earlier that I had delivered a stillborn baby. And I was still, two months later, just feeling so broken and devastated, feeling like a failure because I couldn't keep my own baby alive. Of all the things that I goes through, that kind of takes the cake. And so at Christmas, because Christmas is about a baby, it all became that much harder. Everything about, everything was about babies and, and it, made me feel worse and and I couldn't find any solace and um we went to visit my in-laws for Christmas they lived out of town and we stayed with them and my mother-in-law who's this beautiful nurturer you know had run baths for the kids and turned down all the beds she's so amazing and then she invited me into the family room and she said um I have a little gift for you that, mm-hmm. that I want you to open early and um she handed me this little box, and inside were two diamond earrings. Mm. One of them was her original wedding diamond, and the other one was her mother's. Oh my God. And she had them made into earrings for me. And oh, she wow. said, I want you to have these. And I thought of just how much that meant in terms of that she would take these heirloom treasures and give them to me. And... Um, she said, I want you to wear them and never take them off. And honestly, I went and I had surgery. And no, you can't take the earrings out. They had to tape over them. Yeah, I wore them every day. And um, I couldn't wait to go back and show them to my friend. Not because of the glitz or the, or the bling, but because I had realized in that moment, I said, maybe I'm not broken after all. Maybe I'm being cut. Like it And... It just, and my friend just looked at me like, yes, I've been waiting for you to figure this out. <laughs> I realized, I think that's what my mother-in-law was saying to me when she had given me these treasures. And um, it's that idea of a diamond. And so from that moment on, every time I go through something difficult, my mantra is, let me just come through this kinder, wiser, deeper, stronger. Let me shine. And... Um, so I'm hoping that some of you have an experience where you now, on the other end, again, have realized the strength that has come from a trial. Okay. I, this, um, I'll answer that question too, but I just, something just hit me that never has hit me before when you said that about your mother and mother-in-law giving you those. And I thought those diamonds represent so much. My wedding ring, our wedding rings represent the good, the bad, everything, the endearment that we've, we've mm-hmm. kept in there. And mm-hmm. I think of her mom and her, and I'm like, that's their diamond. They earned that. And I just thought their, their hardship is your joy. And I think of mountains, like you said, we walked by and then that these are so beautiful. And I thought how many of other people's carbon is our diamond because they yeah. went through that. They then 
teach us these lessons they're more nurturing they're more loving their their carbon is our diamond and that just hit me just barely and then you got those two presents that were you get to then wear their joy and i just you know and i just thought gosh that's profound that we you know earthquakes and things do cause the mountain but we then get the benefit of of the sorrow i just had an Hard earned. Yeah. yeah. Hard earned. That's right. Yeah. I just had an experience where I could be one of those people that said, I've been there, done that. And let me tell you that, you know, you'll get through it. And it's, it, it is experiencing depression. I grew up not thinking that depression was part of me. And yet now I can look back and see, Oh, okay. There were times when I was depressed, but 10 years ago was the first time I really went through a deep depression and I didn't even name it or own it until probably about five or six months through it. But in the last 18 months it hit again. And, um, it was that, you know, soul searching and really trying to get underneath or get out from underneath that dark cloud. And when it lifts, it's amazing. But, um, just a couple of days ago, somebody said, my girls are going through what I now know to be depression. And she said, I don't know how to handle this. And I said, yes, you do. Yes, you will. And I've had a daughter also that's gone through it, but I've been able to say, because I've been there and I understand it is something magical. Um, It is something glorious to be able to go along with that individual and say, I've been there. But this cute mom said, you mean you've gone through depression? And I said, I've said that many times, you know, but in her eyes, why me? You know, and I thought, what are you looking at me with those eyes? Like, why, why not me? Because you seem like a bundle of joy. joy. (laughs) (laughs) I seem like a bundle of joy. No, it's true Well, and I think that's also the other side of it is that we're so often times looking and saying, oh, there's no way that person could ever have experienced that. But, um, it's, it's our joy to be able to say, I've been there and I would love to be able to help these cute, these cute two girls are going to come to my house and talk with me because the way they see me is, ah, well, if she can go through it, then, so at least I'm hoping that that will be the experience. Well, and I think also though we have to be careful because I think naturally when we're in the situation, whether it's depression or a difficult time or anything else, we, we do try to hide it a little bit because society tells us that if we're not handling it, then we're weak. And if, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's depression, then we shouldn't be, you know, we have this stigma that when things get hard, you know, you just put on that happy face and you get through it. And I mean, sure. There's some of that in that you have to be strong and you have to be tough, but it's okay to say, you know what? I'm like on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Just (laughs) that's where we're at today. It's, it's the best we're doing. Right. And and it's okay. And I think that's where we then start to relate, right? It's that, it's that shame factor. And, and we, we feel the shame because we're so afraid that it, people will disconnect from us. And so we hide what's really happening out of shame because mm-hmm. we don't not- want that disconnection. You know, I, I, I don't want people to step away because I'm a mess. I want them to come closer. I need them to help me get through it. So I think we have to be careful too, and be willing to say things are hard and say, you know, right now I'm really in the Valley. I am so low right now. And then once we come out, we can have people over and say, let me share with you. Let me share with you how I did it. Yes. Let me share with you, you know, the things that I've learned now that it's 10 years out. Yeah. And I think giving somebody hope like that, just having the realization that this hard thing will end, even if it doesn't end for a long time, eventually it will end. And I will emerge 
a different creature. I will be better and stronger and even more joyful because of having gone through this. It makes it worth it. You said being cut, you know, I'm being cut and I'm thinking of what Heather's saying and saying, yes, you know, you don't want to share in those moments of really deep depression. I didn't want to just say, oh, I'm going, you know, come over to my home. Sometimes you don't know. No, but to be on the other side and especially to young people that you can get through it. You can, you can get through it and whatever it is. But I love that you're saying, look at it differently. Look at it as you are being cut and designed. Well, and, and when we come out stronger, I know in the most difficult things I've ever gone through on the other side, when I've had the opportunity, like there's been a few experiences where it's been very clear to my mind and the thought has come, you went through that to now share it with this woman right now, right now. this day, yes. right in front of you. Yes. And you know, one that comes to mind immediately after a, a terribly abusive relationship before I met my husband, I was actually on a trip in Finland. So I am thousands and thousands of miles away from home. And I remember sitting there one day and listening to this woman speak and she said something and it was so clear. It was like, you went through that to help her too, to help her too. And we yes. talked for hours yes. after hours and there's a language barrier and we've got a translator. And I remember mm. flying home and, and thinking, oh my gosh, like there, there's reasons that these things happen. I'm now stronger so that I can look at her and help her become stronger. Yeah. Those are the diamond earrings. They are. They're mm-hmm. just, those are the diamond earrings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it's just hard to see it in the moment. So if we can just even count to 10 and take the deep breath to remember that we are being cut and on the other side. We shine brighter. Yes. And those people yes. around us need yes. that brightness. They yes. need it from us. Yes. And we need it from them. Hey, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, I went through, I can't even get into it, but an awful time period when I was a sophomore in college, a freshman in college. And, and at that point in my life, I mean, I look back and I'm like, gosh, I can pinpoint that as probably one of the hardest things I've ever been through. And I can't believe God let me handle that at 19 years of age, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I think of that and I, I don't think it was necessarily a depression, but definitely a spiritual depression. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't done anything wrong, but I just couldn't feel the spirit in my life. And, and it was hard for me to understand why? Because there was no A plus, you know, A plus B equals C. And that was very hard for me. So I dwelt so much on the, what can I do to get this back? What can I do to get this over? What can I, and you don't realize that's not how it works. It's not about this certain amount of time frame. It's not about, it's about, this is it. And you do the best you can right now. And, and like Heather said, is I remember one time talking to my sister who was going through an awful postpartum. She couldn't be alone. I had to stay with her. And when her husband was gone and she was scared she'd hurt someone or herself or her child. And, and I remember just for whatever reason, I'm just this 20 year old kid telling her the story of what I had gone through in college. And I said, you know, I remember one time having a thought come to me and after praying and I said, please no, I had prayed a billion times and nothing had come. And I said, but this one time something did, it was the end. And I was at my wits end. And I said, it wasn't a whole shining thing. I didn't feel the spirit flood my soul. I said, it was one line. And it just said, if the adversary wants you this bad, you must be doing something right. And it hit me so strongly. It was. And so I looked at her and I said, Tammy, if Satan wants you this bad, you must be someone. You are someone of worth. Or why would he go after you with such vigor? And I think that's what we remember as people is you are someone. You came before you came here. You were proved to be someone of greatness. And that's why your life is hard. And isn't that part of the diamond principle too? Extraordinary work. Like, 
something mm -hmm. valuable, yeah. priceless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, when I was younger, my dad owned a chain of diamond stores. And um, I know I've never said that before. Um, and it's nothing. I mean, he, he doesn't any longer. And it actually part of his diamond principal experience with my mother was losing these 11 stores. So my parents had, we, we, when I look at what 38 years old I was doing and what my parents were doing, my dad was uh, an entrepreneur and building businesses, and it was exciting. So I spent a lot, many, many, many Friday and Saturday nights at Crossroads Mall and ZCMI, which are malls that we used to have, in the diamond store um, as he, were, he would have me close all the boxes so that then the diamonds could go into the safe. So I was the little girl looking in that glass going, I'm going to have the biggest diamond ever when I get married. And I didn't have an appreciation for diamonds. I didn't know how much they cost because for my dad, he'd always say, oh, that's a markup of whatever. Okay diamond you know and right. so I kind of when I was getting married had this uh, this epiphany of what it really cost and what we really pay for to have that particular gem so if you think about it in terms of what you have to put into a life experience okay. that diamond is much more valuable not because of the price the world puts on it but because of what you've earned now my parents if you ask my dad are you a failure because you had to go through a chapter 11 and lose those stores in the 80s when the you know the uh not the depression recession hit he would say i wouldn't change a thing because what i learned from that experience helped me throughout my you know the rest of my career so, uh, you know, again, it's the way that you look at it. Sometimes you're not going to see the diamond principle until afterwards. But my appreciation for diamonds is not that they're sparkly and beautiful. I really get it now, which I didn't when I was the 10-year-old girl going, I want the biggest ring, Isn't you know. so cute. I know. So. I think of my wedding diamond, and to me, it, there's no dollar amount possibly attached to it. But I know that my husband worked an entire summer running a jumping jack contractor to pay for this. <laughs> <laughs> just said that Jenna because my ring came from when my husband's father passed away was his insurance oh, right. that he got and I just oh. thought they have significance of what yes. went, that there's a legacy in those diamonds even the diamond themselves have a have a significance to them they all do They're there's everyone's likes carbon mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. and diamonds yeah. are flawed and so um, the ones that aren't are very very priceless but the reality is uh, how and again get into the scientifics of it we won't but the world says oh a diamond with as few flaws as possible that's the one you know that's the most beautiful but what we're talking about is that life experience the hard things that's what makes you most polished and beautiful and yeah. I think that is it, lovely it's also what ties us to one another right it does I mean yeah. It's yeah. it's very hard to feel close to someone who you feel is one hundred percent absolutely perfect. Yeah, mm -hmm. yes. it, it really yeah. is. You know, there there has to be some relatability, some of that me too, me yes. too, me so too, that, so that you get them and they get you. And if there's no flaws, yeah, you know, we have a hard time believing it because it's not true. It's no, not true. It's not true. It isn't. It isn't think, you know, when when we had our son with an addiction problem. People came up to us that we had no idea had dealt with a family member with right. addiction. And when I when I had that stillborn baby, 
a, a dear friend who I had never had any really close conversations with showed up and talked to me about the two babies that she had lost mm. and buried and, and brought me a blanket so that I could bury mine in something warm. I mean, it was so beautiful and powerful. And I think it is, it does form connections if we're willing to open up and share. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something about the diamond principle that I've learned recently is in order to become the diamond, we have to lean in, mm-hmm. uh, into the hurt, into the fire. And I'm, I think I'm getting a little better at the leaning in. I think, you know, we resist. It's our, it's our nature to see the pain coming and resist and say, no, I, I can't do that. But I had an experience recently where I went, okay, it's been so many years and I've kind of been just being, getting a little burned. Mm-hmm but it's time to lean in. Mm-hmm. And I jumped into that fire and I leaned into that process and the refinement and I'm coming out of it and I'm just starting to see that. But what it, what it's taught me is, okay, it's hard, but we got to lean in. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And trust and trust that there's something there. There's a reason and a purpose. And I think Heather drew and same with Kate, you're going to teach someone you are going mm-hmm. to be there in the right place for someone. If you're willing to lean in and then also share, but you'll just be a cubic zirconia if you go around. So <laughs> lean in. <laughs> you know, I have, I have an aunt that is the epitome of, of trial um, she got polio as a young girl oh, and spent her whole life in braces and having a lack of mobility. And um, she married and um, had beautiful kids. And then her husband passed away tragically. And then she remarried to a man who was abusive to her oh, and her kids. Oh, no. And then she um, she got out of that marriage, but she lost two babies. I think it's two. Oh, and um, she she has remarried and, um, they have their own set of struggles like any marriage does, but, um, you know, she's in a much better place in that sense. But since in, in her older years, you know, her kids are grown. She's had, I think breast cancer twice, maybe three times. And then the, um, and then last year she got in a car accident. I don't know if I can take it. I know. I know. I know. I don't even know her. We need to make her dinner. We need to buy (laughs) her a diamond. There are all kinds of things she needs. And she had just recovered and I'll tell you one more, but she just recovered and came home from the hospital and she's getting around in a wheelchair because she can't even, she doesn't even have the strength to to work in her crutches these days. But she was making dinner and she dropped a whole whole pan of oil, uh, burning water onto her. Uh, legs and suffered uh, massive burns. And I just think of this woman, and if you ask her how she's doing, she never complains. And I'm not like that. I'm in the middle of, you know, challenges and trials in various stages of life. And right now I, I look at myself and count myself blessed and I listen. I'm so grateful. Like, and I, and I listen to these stories and I think, wait a minute, what's, what's going to come? I don't know if I can handle anything, anything. Cause I'm, I'm happy where I am and I'm just grateful for for that. And I think that there are some maybe listening to the show. They're like, wait a minute. I, I might be, I can't handle any more cuts. And I, I can't handle any more challenges and no I don't care. I don't care if it makes me beautiful in the end. I don't, I don't, I don't think want to be I take anymore. Yeah. And I just think that, um, I think that what Kate said is true is that if that's, if that's you, then there must be something great and wonderful. And I also think that sometimes other people's challenges make us stronger, like watching her endure and watching her never deny her faith and watching her continue to love and nurture and be one of the most giving women I've seen is such an example of strength to me to say, listen, if she can do that, I can do this. If she can do that, 
I can handle this challenge and this challenge and this challenge. And, and she is a beautiful soul in the midst of those challenges and trials. That is the diamond to me. I may not be the diamond earrings, but she is the diamond that to me. That is the diamond. It's the soul that emerges. That's the diamond. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a question. What do we tell those people? Because when, when you're talking about people, Michelle, who are out there listening, who don't care if it's going to make them more beautiful, they just can't take one more thing. I've been there. I've been that person mm-hmm. numerous times. Right. You know, we I'm sure have. we all have. Yeah. So what do we say to that person? And so I'm thinking of the last time that that was me. And that wasn't that long ago. And um, what I would say is you have agency every day. And put physical reminders all over um, that you have agency, That whether it's a picture of a diamond or something that reminds you that you can get th- through this. A physical reminder in your car, on your mirror, next to your nightstand, something to remind you that you have got this. What would other people do? For me, I think I would say two things. Number one, like Victor Frankl, find meaning mm-hmm. in that suffering. Find some purpose yes. in it. And the second thing would be choose, like you're saying, Christy, choose to become, as a result, kinder, wiser, deeper, yes. and stronger. And that has pulled me through a lot of hard stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, my thing is, don't force yourself to find the meaning during the trial. No. Because for me, I was just white Just trust it. that there is. Yeah. And right? it was okay to white yeah. knuckle it for however long I had to white knuckle it. And then, you know, now I'm okay. And I know that my okay will last for just a little bit of time or long. I don't know how long. All of us. And then you wait for the other shoe to drop, like Michelle said. I mean, we've heard that before. If you're okay now, just wait. And you hate that. You hate hearing it. But at the same time, it's true. It is. That's what life is. But I think what's beautiful is I found meaning after. I can look back now years later and go, oh my gosh, and even thank God for that, that I went through. Would I have ever thanked him during? Heck no. Heavens no. I was like, take this away now. I'm angry at you. So I'm then what do you say to her? Kate, I think I just middle. listen and love. And yeah. that's it. And I don't, don't offer and advice. don't try to force to meaning. No. Because no. when no. someone because tries. people tried to give me scriptures, yeah. tried, and I'm like, thank you so yeah. much. That really helped. You know, so <laughs> I just be like, oh, I see the light now. Yeah. You know, and not trying to be mean, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle I couldn't. So, but those that were wonderful were the ones that just said, this, you just swear, stomp your feet, scream, let's go get chocolate, you know, and I was like, thank you, thank you for not trying to fix this, because it's not going to get fixed right now. I think we're in such a rush to help others yes, push through things. I had to learn this, that when I was going through something, I didn't want someone telling me how to go through it. I wanted the invitation to come to them, and that's what, that's what has worked for me, um, you know allow yourself to be there but if it's hey we need to go get a diet coke together let's just you know let our hair loose and it's okay to take a nap it's okay to you know take a rest from just what life is and to feel what you're feeling Um, but I want to be that person that shows up that doesn't force myself but that allows it to happen and not say you have to handle it this way in order to be the diamond Everybody's yeah. going to handle it differently. Yeah, I agree. What I just think it's Christine? really important to put tools in your tool belt. Yeah, right. So 
what what yeah. are some tools? Yeah, so one thing me. I would say is when, especially when we had the stillborn baby, there were people who didn't talk to us because they didn't know what to say. say. Yes, yeah. I could see them just averting their gaze, just anything to avoid any interaction. And the people I appreciated the most who would come up and just put their arms around me and say, "I'm so sorry." Yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't try and fix it or anything else, but they they showed that they were there for us and they cared. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I so, do think we have so to you do don't that. feel like a pariah. So yeah. I think I think that's part of the key. Two things come to mind. I think one, in answer to your question, Christy, is instead of trying to solve it, instead of thinking we know it, even if we might, even if our situation was very similar, they, I know for me, I simply need more to stand on. I need more strength under me that supports Uh as Uh I try to figure it all out and as I try to endure Uh it. Uh So I think sometimes it's just our place to simply be a stronghold, whether that's with a hug or a, I have no, why can't we look at someone and say, I have no idea what to say to you. And I don't know what this must feel like, but I want you to know that I genuinely care about you. That would be the most powerful thing you could probably say. I'd be like, oh my gosh, thanks for not trying to pretend you get this. You don't get this because you're not me. And the second thing that comes to mind, and I've shared this before, is to help them if we are going to help desire to see what I call daily bread in in looking constantly for where there is something positive, Mm -hmm. something, anything. And it can be so little, but we're constantly being nourished even amongst the storm. And if we can see that, it can help us stay strong long enough to endure it. Mm -hmm. I agree. I don't think we should leave people alone. You know, the the darkness is dark enough. And so even when you feel that push, and I know I had friends that say, Jody, you pushed back. You did Mm -hmm. not want us there, Mm -hmm. but they kept pushing in and somebody left a little uh, yellow bucket full of all these yellow sunshiny things on Pinterest. You know how they show, bring somebody a, a, a bucket of of sunshine, you know, and somebody left it on my porch. And, uh, you know, you think of those things, but on that day, that was a big, that was a big lift. That was a moment of sunshine. So when you get that resistance, Christy, I'd say, keep pushing forward. Just don't come with all the answers, come with the love and the support, but Mm -hmm. push through it. Oh, to be I that tell person. You the number of people that left things on our porch and yeah. what a lift mm-hmm. that was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and sometimes you're the person that somebody says she doesn't need that. I love that somebody recognized that I needed sunshine. Yeah. And like you said, you know, like, you're the bundle of joy. Somebody right. recognized Jody's not so joyous. What's going on? Well, and it comes mm-hmm. back to doing it too. You know, oftentimes we say, do you need anything? Well, what are they going to say to us? No, 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 I'm good. Thanks. You know, thanks for offering. Mm-hmm. And so you do it anyways. You leave it anyways. You show up anyways. Jen, I think it was you that shared an experience where a woman showed up at your house every day at three o'clock. Oh, I love that. Was it yes. you? Yes. And, uh-huh. and you yeah. didn't That's ask for it. Carry. And if you no. did, if she did ask you, you probably would have said, no, I'm fine. No, but she just showed up. She did it anyways. Yeah. And, and every single day. And you've yeah. expressed how that, that saved you in such a difficult time. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. just do it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. For me, one thing that I, when I've been in the middle of becoming a diamond and it's just too much to bear, uh, it's helped me to be somebody else's daily bread. Mm-hmm. So to take yeah. a moment and go, wow, this is excruciating and I absolutely cannot feel it anymore. Let me look around and see somebody else who's Serve also mm-hmm. going through it. Do a little act of service and that really propels me. And Mystery really does love company. 
right? Like, right. really, it's so heartfelt and loving when you can find someone that's, and you sit and cry together and like, oh, we're both miserable. Okay. Right. Um, as long as you're going forward. Yes. <laughs> right. But it's I think blessing. that is so profound too, to be able to say, because I've worked with so many women that are struggling and they're so wallowing in their own place mm-hmm. that they can't get past it enough to know that there are other people in the world. And if they could, if they could go and do something and we often think, well, I can't do this because of X, Y, and Z. And sometimes that's the case. But then I also think, what can I do to help someone else, to do something for someone else that can help me not just be so enveloped in it? And lots of times I've been in that place and chosen not to share where I was with anyone for a privacy of family member or whatever and felt like the rug had been yanked under me and I could barely stand on my own two feet. And yet somehow you're able to make that gesture for someone else. Mm -hmm. And it does make you stronger. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and surround yourself with your group, you know, yeah, whoever your tribe is. You guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're so glad that you've joined us on the living room today and grateful that we could talk about these principles. And Jana, thank you for giving us the diamond principle. You know, every day when I look at my diamond, I see everlasting love. I see loyalty. I see honor. I see commitment. I see my own worth. I see the world's hardest material symbolizing my own strength and potential and I see eternity I just think they're so beautiful um thank you everyone for joining us and I hope that you'll join in on social media I hope that you'll join us on Facebook Twitter Instagram where we also hang out and play our website is from the living room.com you can see other shows there all the links lots of articles and um I hope especially that you'll give yourself some living room Christy, I have seen your pictures and I've heard you tell stories, but now I am really ready for you to share with our audience the little project you have been working on. Oh my gosh, Michelle. I just got back from one of my favorite places in the world, and this is my new project. It is Saddle Mountain Cottage. It is in between Cannon Beach and Seaside on the northern coast of Oregon. And it's absolutely beautiful. We're running it as a vacation rental. This year has excellent rates because it's our first year in business. So we're just running it at cost. So you can stay there for about one third to one half of the price of staying in those cities themselves. So come see us. It is Saddle Mountain Cottage at gmail.com or facebook.com forward slash Saddle Mountain Cottage. Look at the pictures and come to heaven. And it looks so dreamy. I love all of the things that you've done inside, the decor. It looks perfect. So much character. Yes. So if you are looking for those details, again, you can email Christy at saddlemountaincottage at gmail.com or find them on Facebook at Saddle Mountain Cottage. You can just search that in the Facebook search window or go to facebook.com slash Saddle Mountain Cottage. Thanks so much, Christy, and I will be dreaming of my next vacation Thanks, in Oregon. Michelle. Thanks for coming to The Living Room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show, and in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room.